Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Randy Sebsex is with us, President, Elite Group Retirement Services. So what are you telling him? I know people must be calling you. I mean, someone must be calling and worried because we've seen a tough month here with, uh, for example, the NASDAQ down over 11%, probably more now in my last check. Right. Well, thanks for having me back on. Uh, yeah, since I last talked to you, we've seen some some crazy numbers. And uh, in, in historical context, at least the good news is that we have we have some history to go from. And the 1970s are a good indicator. So right now, if we look at several factors, we have our energy index is up about 25%, the food index eight, uh, used cars 40%. Um, so the indexes are climbing. And when you look in terms of what the 1970s brought us, which we had a huge influx of cash in the last 18 months, almost 20% of the money that's in circulation right now has been put in 226 billion in 18 months. And so that along with some of these index factors are really giving us some pretty clear indicators of what to do in terms of going forward with uh, with my clients in terms of retirement timelines. So what are you telling them? I mean, I, I even if you try and go to other areas, I was just looking at the small caps which is down 8.8% this month. I mean, Sometimes the small caps will will be a little bit um, different than the rest of the market, um, right. but it's not been this, it's it's not working either. I mean, in fact, it hasn't worked for any time in recent years. Well, and and that's a great question. Um, I, I look in terms of some of the macro market trends, and the macro markets really look at, at. There's really three general types. There's the global macro funds. There's commodities, and then there's discretionary global macro funds. Now, the commodities may be entering a secular term here of, of growth. Um, Russia and Ukraine produce roughly 50% of the wheat, corn, and fertilizer for the world. Regardless of what's going on, someone is going to buy that. But in terms of um, just yesterday, the Goya CEO mentioned that we're on the precipice of a global food crisis. Um, and there's been rumblings from the State Department of similar things. Uh, throughout the world. So with that in mind, the commodities market will stay stable and provide some growth as a long-term play. Um, in terms of a shorter-term play, I'm looking at the flexibility that's provided by the discretionary global macro funds. And when those, those really invest in four different assets, they're, they're in equities, they're in cash equivalents, they're in fixed incomes, and then they're in alternative investments. Those last two are what I'm looking at specifically is with the current administration really not um, going, looking to change what they're doing as far as the environment and environmental policy, um, those are still a strong play in the long term. Um, but in terms of fixed income, I think I mentioned to you on a previous show how I really like the financial sector and in terms of, of the, the market sectors. And I really like fixed income products because right now with with the, the value of the dollar going down through inflation, if you can have your money that's going to be able to stay stable, not lose its principal, but then show some fixed growth, if you're approaching 36 months from now a retirement point, that's fantastic for you because you can at least show growth on the fixed in income side. Uh, your last guest mentioned the bond market as well, very similar. Those two markets and that fixed in income of the macro markets, I think are, are strong plays right now. 
Yeah, and what do you tell people when they say, no, not financials? Because there are some people who think financials are not the place to be, even in the rising rate environment. Um, I, you know, how do you make the case for financials? Because there really are some people. I mean, you would think it seems so obvious, right? Rising I, rates, financials are the place to be. I, um, I, but so many people come on and say, no, I mean, they're overdone and I wouldn't go there. Uh, what do well, you tell them? That's a great question. And, and diversity plays a large role within people's overall portfolios. And I try to look in terms of buckets. So if someone is 36 months from retirement and then they need to have um, a more stable income bucket. If someone is 10 years from their retirement, then their growth bucket, which is gonna have some speculation, um, should, be, um, should, should be more out there. And really that rule of 100, if someone is 60 years old, 60% of it in the market, 40% in their income bucket. So I tell people to try to stick to some of those basics right now because there are too many unpredictable factors but what it really comes down to is your individual timeline. So what looks good to someone at 55 does not look so great to someone at 63. Right, uh, absolutely. And you know what I was thinking, you know, in Barron's, it was talking about the fact that 3% threshold on the 10 year. And just every time we approach 3%, the market sells off. And it was saying how November 30th, 2018 was the last time that the 10 year yield rose above 3%. And we basically were doing that, and I guess it spooked investors. Final quick thought, Randy? Um, my, is, is that there, there isn't any single way that you can predict what is going to be happening here. And, and I think that people should really settle in based on the quarterly reports that a recession, whether if it's coming this year or next year, it's likely coming. And so pay attention to your retirement timelines because your timeline is gonna dictate what you really should do in order to make sure that you're set up to not have your timeline affected by current global trends. Yeah, good to see you, Randy Sepsik, thank you. Thanks President so much, Paul. Group Retirement Services, thanks. Thanks.